I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You may already know that the Football Ramble have teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up for a free one-month trial at audible.co.uk slash football ramble. So if you want Why England Lose by Simon Cooper and Stefan Szymanski, I Partridge by Alan Partridge, or The Football Men, up close with the giants of the modern game by Simon Cooper, then sign up at audible.co.uk slash football ramble, or choose from a range of about 60,000 other titles. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook, which is yours to keep, whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Go to audible.co.uk slash football ramble and sign up now. Hello, I'm Xavi Alonso and you are listening to The Football Ramble. Yes, thank you, Jabby. It's the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Marcus, and I've got two friends with me, Jim. Hello. And Luke. All right. I'm afraid Pete's not here, but he will be back soon enough at the start of the next season. Uh, But uh, we're going to plough on and talk about the final. Mm. It's over. The Euros, it's finished. It's a bit sad, really, isn't isn't it? It it always is really sad the day after, isn't it? It's like Boxing Day. We've got the community shield to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) We've got the Olympics. Olympic football, yeah. That could be quite interesting. Team Goodson. But we are we are going to uh, talk about the final, and then we will have the opening of the envelope, the predictions, the predictions, yeah. the most important part of any major tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, according to UEFA and the Football Ramble. <laughs> now, uh, Spain won four nil. Italy didn't deserve that, but my goodness, Spain were good. Jim. They really were, weren't they? I think this will banish talk that they were that they were boring. Uh, yeah, because you know, they had this in the World Cup as well. Like a lot of people they said uh, that they never really got out of second gear and they didn't play particularly well. And I think it's kind of fair enough, like compared to the heights we have seen from them. But I think you know people will forget that they, you know, that was said about them in the, yeah. in the semis and the quarters. And of course, because like the rhetoric around it was never going to be remembered as much as the results are anyway, yeah, course, and the yeah. moments on the pitch. And obviously, I think it will also be forgotten that Thiago Motta had to go off injured. Yeah. So, you know, those those two goals, were, it was just a very, very tired ten men. I, th- I think also the Spanish side, they don't concede goals. Mm. And no. so... Makes them very hard to be beaten. Exactly. <laughs> and so when people say, oh, they're a bit boring, a bit boring, okay, I understand all the one nils in, in South Africa, but if you don't concede goals, then there is, you don't get the four threes and the three twos and, yeah, and, yeah. and all the rest of it. I mean I don't think they've conceded a goal since they played Northern Ireland in 1982 yeah. or something <laughs> ridiculous yeah. I, mean, I think they haven't conceded a goal in, in an international knockout game since 2006 uh, it was France I believe yeah, yeah. yeah. Zidane I think it's good the, the, the thing about them to put the, 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 the sort of change in their style to bed is, is basically that I think on average they make a lot more passes per game than they used to compared mm. to their World Cup uh, games and also that Xavi role where he's moved a bit further forward I means they're not mm. as um, 
sort of incisive from deep, I suppose. So that may be something to do with it. Yeah, indeed. They got off to a good start, though. David Silva Great, heading yeah. in. Yeah, top corner like header. V shaped goal, wasn't it? With the, the ball over from Fabregas and the, yeah. the, the head in. It was just. I thought it was one of the goals of the tournament. Oh, it was wonderful. The Xavi thread. The slip. It was, yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, it was Iniesta. Sorry, sorry. Xavi was later. Yeah, Iniesta. Iniesta and Xavi just. Slips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when does a slip become a thread? It's it's one. Oh, well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. That is one footballer across two bodies, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. No, I, th- I think a slip is just a sort of a general through ball. Yeah. Whereas a thread is through the eye of a yeah. needle, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Right. And intended to be so the whole yeah. way. Exactly. A thread is is you can't defend against it. Yeah. It's no. it's so ridiculously good. Whereas it's a it's a sniper style sort yeah, of in, pass. English players can do slips. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it takes a Spaniard to do a thread. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. That's all right. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I mean the game was I mean would you say it was even up until the goal or, or Spain at least they started, started off started okay, didn't they? Well, didn't they? They, yeah. they had they had more possession at one point after about I think it was about twenty minutes or something like that. But uh, obviously it didn't last very now. long. Yeah. Stop now! I'll go pens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, there's only ever really one team, and it. Jordi Alba's goal was fantastic, and he's had a wonderful tournament. Yeah, he's been a real a standout tournament. player there, and obviously he's off to Barcelona already. Yeah, so they're just getting more and more formidable. Spain looked in the mood, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, it would. Uh, you know, if you look back at the games, perhaps, you know, like we said against France. You go a goal up or whatever, just pass it, pass it, pass yeah. it, conserve your energy. I was a bit worried about Sabine because, um, obviously, against Portugal, Portugal gave them a right old run for their money, but Spain didn't look tired at all. They looked up for it, and they looked fresh. Yeah. I mean, to look fresh in the final, after how many... I mean, Xavi has played an average of 66 games over the last four seasons. A season, sorry. That's incredible. It's because he's always got the ball. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's never tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they press obviously they press very hard without the ball but they rarely don't have the ball that's they right. have the ball on average something like twice as often as the opposition mm. so they're gonna, yeah, obviously they don't need to chase as much so that's why that's why Italy got picked off because mm. the first 20 minutes is probably quite well not easy but it's realistic to keep up that integri- uh, intensity yeah. and then when you well, obviously they were unfortunate in the last half hour they went down to 10 men Chiellini went off yeah he did yeah. and that was a gamble by uh, Jim and I was saying earlier actually that was a gamble by Prandelli because he knew he was sort of half fit and there was a chance that was going to happen mm. but I just think he thought he needed Chiellini in there yeah. also with that you know Cassano is going to come off. He absolutely will definitely have to come mm. off. So playing another player who's well, there's a bit of a risk about him. It was a good gamble, you know. It, unfortunately for them, it didn't work out. Yeah, indeed. Um, I did think Silver's goal was one of the best of the tournament. Was what a move it was! Yeah. And it was a moment um, where a friend of mine pointed out that when the ball was played through to Fabregas, or what sort of played through, you know, and he went down the line against Chiellini, mm. I think it was. He said an English player would have just fizzed that across first time. Mm. Whereas Fabregas said had to the, the confidence. Yeah. Get on David Silva's head. <laughs> yeah. He had the confidence to think, I will take a touch here and not put it out of play or get tackled mm. and just knock it and, and, and onto Silva's head. But but it is but but the through ball by Iniesta, the the, the mass huge strength. They've got so many strengths, Spain. But one of them is it's the weight of their passes. Yes, absolutely. And obviously the accuracy, but the weight of the ball is is glorious. I mean, it's mm. computer game stuff. The weight, because of, the weight of the ball Javi's onto Alba's foot was absolutely perfect. You can't, but in, it's so hard to defend against because if it's ever so slightly overhit, it can go out of play, like Fabregas. If it's ever so slightly underhit, the defender gets it. Yeah. It's, mm. it's just sheer perfection. Mm. It is. It's like, we've said it many, many times, it is like they've completed football. They've just <laughs> absolutely mastered the physics of the game. They've just mm. got everything absolutely bang mm. on. And it's interesting as well because they... 
you could argue that they don't have the type of player like Balotelli, a bit more of a maverick. I, I know they've got great players, but but do you know what I mean? Someone who like Balotelli, a couple of times had a couple of digs from twenty five yards. You couldn't imagine many of those Spanish players scoring a twenty five yarder into the top corner in off the bar crashing in because of the way they play. I think because they would see that as wasted possession. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I think they would because there's a sort of element of truth to that, isn't there? If you're sort of hitting a long range, there's, there's always a element of hit and hope and they've got a far more considered game plan than that the, the player is always going somewhere this mm. is what we were talking about yesterday, mm. uh, the last show the sort of hive mind yeah. mentality they've got there's, there's always a plan so you're not going to have players just sort of thumping it from miles out although Javi Alonso did try to score from half, the halfway line oh yeah, no, well that, yeah but it's kind of it all come, he can have one of those yeah it's all uh, saved for that occasion isn't yes. it they don't have a shot from 30 yards out in, in three games <laughs> they and, get then Javi, all the way. and Alonso unleashes it all in that moment I, th- I think that um, <clears throat> with, with this sort of not, not shooting for a long distance sort of thing it's almost like they think if they kick the ball as much as they can I, I said that, I said that on the show before they'd be happy to go nil-nil in every game because mm. they know that, especially obviously because it's really unfortunate but especially in the last half hour they just pull teams all over the place yeah. you're mm. so tired you must, they must be so tired to play against them because mm. they've all got a shit and what happens is when they go down one flank there's not really an opening because it's defended well they just shuffle across the other flank and mm. everyone, has to, everyone defending has to reassert themselves on another angle mm. and it becomes must come so sort of mentally tiring as well as physically but it's, it's like it's like coming up against you know uh, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match mm. or something yeah. he keeps on do, keeps on getting the little digs in he mm. just keeps on going it doesn't look tired and you just and you can't and ev- get him yeah exactly and, ev- and eventually you either have to go for it and open up which teams do and you'll be punished severely yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know in both senses um, but that's or, or you just or you just plug away and, and you you come off second best. So the, the question now is, can any international team step up to it? Because Spain have had weird losses in friendlies. They got beat four 0 by Portugal, four 0 to Argentina, and <laughs> lost to England. But obviously friendlies are four one against Argentina. Yeah. Well, you know, still yeah. it's a surprising result. Obviously very very different. Yeah. Um, they don't seem to care that much about friendlies, do well, they? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think actually, it's more to bed in sort of newer players to yeah. see who can, can who can step up to the style. Yeah. I would say, but. C- you know, is is the way to beat Spain to, to do the same game to play tiki taka or to just try and do something to just get around it? Are we going to get? Are we going to get a culture now in international football where teams are set up in a very negative way to try and nullify that? Because that's the that's the zenith, isn't it? That's what you've got to aim for. It's no coincidence yeah. that in the group stages against Spain, teams tend to seem to do better, or at least get goals, or at least keep it a little bit tighter because they haven't necessarily got to win the game. Mm. When it comes to knockout tournament, when it's all or nothing. Spain, they don't even ever concede. Well, let's, it's Portugal. On another day, might have had that. Yeah, but not that day. You know. I mean, well, but Spain never beat them. Spain never even scored against them. Yeah. yeah so uh, Spain uh, still. I mean, a lot. As I said on the last show, a lot was made of that Portuguese performance, and it was because people weren't expecting it. It was made out to be a lot better than it actually was. Oh, no, Spain yeah, still led all the stats and stuff. Yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is, it still ended nil nil over 120 minutes. But but let me talk about Italy. You know. Must Should. be pointed out as well, Marcus. Sorry yes. to butt in there, but it is generally accepted, and I'd, I'd like to see that actual figures on this. If you're going to win a major tournament, you're going to have to win a penalty shootout. At some oh, point. sure, yeah, so, no problem you know, with that at all. I don't yeah. think that's um, any sort of discredit to Spain that they had to do that. Should Italy have set up three-five-two like they did in the group stage? Because that got them a lot of joy for the first hour of that game, yeah. which ended one all. I think they should have. Abate coming back sort of made it mm. a bit complicated, didn't it? Maybe Chiellini's injury. I was really, I was really. Um, I mean, obviously he got to play a part in the end, but I was uh, disappointed for uh, Balzaretti. I think he had a very good mm, tournament. Mm. Uh, I think he had a better tournament than um, than Barzagli, and I'd have, I'd have put Chiellini at centre half and Balzaretti at fullback. Yeah, but um, obviously Chiellini got injured anyway, and so Balzaretti got to, to to make an impression. I love I like Balzaretti just because he's um, he's not scared to go to ground. 
<laughs> At one point, I saw you made, you made five sliding tackles in ten seconds. Mm. Oh, well, very, there's no, very there's no English clean, Italian. There's no clean shorts. <laughs> no, there. exactly. No. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I thought Holland uh, is a wonderful thing. I mean, of course, if he plays three five two, they get beaten again, etc., mm. etc. But Italy were quite narrow. They play um, very much through the middle, and so does Spain. Mm. But I suppose the difference was if you play the three five two, where they got joy in the first game is. You know, Pirlo and De Rossi's were often um, played big diagonals out wide, mm. and the wing backs, the Italian um, wing backs, got a bit of joy, mm. um, and could also uh, watch those fullback runners coming. Mm. And you saw this from Jordi Alba's goal that Spain, yeah, they do play it through the middle, but while Italy were quite narrow, Spain's fullbacks had a bit of room there. Mm. Was it three five two in the first game? From memory, I think had Maggio on the right wing back mm. position and Giaccarini on the left wing back position. That was f- Giaccarini's first start for it. Actually. That's right. Yeah, I think it was his first cap. In fact, yeah, so it's a big ask. Mm. And, and think of how much joy um, Spain had down that left with Alba, and who's Alba, who's gone from sort of prospect to arguably the world's best left <laughs> in, in like three weeks. You know, and, and don't forget, he used to be a wide attacking player anyway. Mm. Those two on the left against one man, it's a big ask in a final, yeah. especially. When he's got a little bit of um, mm. a worry or two over some defensive personnel in terms of injuries, yeah. and he also played Tiago Motto in that first game as well, who was obviously wasn't fully fit. Yeah. Um, so I think I think circumstances dictated just through personnel that he couldn't really gamble on that. I think he, he tried to go a little bit safety first. Sure, and, and I suppose it was the system that won them the semi against Germany. So. Yeah. It just, if it you just, change that too much people go hang on a minute you know? yeah 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 and there's no science behind this but it just I don't know if you guys got the same impression but I just thought it just had the air of just a game too far for Italy there was, yeah. you, you, when you often see in big tournaments you see a team get to the semis or something yes. and, and they never get beyond the semis yeah. it's just too much for them I, I just don't think looking back on it now with hindsight which is obviously a lot easier they ever really were going to win it because Spain just, yeah. just just knew Spain just knew didn't they absolutely but, but then you know when, when Di Natale came on had a couple of chances, particularly the second one. Mm. He puts that away. You know, I, I still think Spain would have won, but it, it's mm. 2-1. Italy have still got 11 men on the field. Mm. I just think Spain did have that extra motivation of going on to be the best ever, and they, don't, they do not look bored of winning, do they? That, 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 <laughs> that trophy celebration at the end with those adorable little oh, Spanish yeah. toddlers running around. It's just, it's just wonderful. You know, you can see how that would be an incredibly addictive feeling, and you'd want to compete, like, sorry, repeat, repeatedly assert your sort of brilliance and dominance. And like, there's also, to people talk of the hunger, maybe we mentioned it a little bit at the start of the tournament. Just to pick on what you're saying, Jim. But it's like, there's always something to fo- focus on, isn't there? There's always mm. something new you can do. Even when they've won both those big tournaments, they could, they could, at least they were lo- looking towards being the first European team to do this yeah. sort of historic, unprecedented treble, which they were focused on. I mean, I don't know what their motivation will be for 2014. It'll be very well, difficult for them to win it there. But. but no one in the modern era has uh, retained the World Cup. I know yeah. Italy did it in the 30s, but mm. you know, I mean, that that will be their focus, won't it? It's never ending. Yeah, and look at the, look the team they'll have. And, and, as well. and, and European yeah. sides, obviously, Spain did it in South Africa, but European sides had tended not to win the yeah. cup outside of Europe. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it, I mean, it, you know, Spain will now think, obviously, they're the best team in the world, one of the best teams of all time, perhaps the best. Let's go to Brazil, and do yeah. It, yeah, and really, really make sure that there's no doubt in anybody's mind that we're the best. I mean, I mean that, and that is the stage, isn't it? If you look it? at someone like Sergio Busquets, he's like 23 or something. Mm. He won so much. <laughs> I think you've won everything now. Bastardo. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you think of um, Balotelli's performance? I, it was very tough going for him, as it was for all of Italy. Um, 
and I think you could, it sounds like you mean the country but I think that's fair yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that must have been an absolute slog of a game to watch yeah. even though he was incredibly um, miserable throughout I thought Mark Lawrenson had uh, a good point where he said that the, the trouble for Italy is they're so hurried in possession they're, they're looking down at the ball whereas you want Pirlo to get the ball and look up and see the game yeah. like he did against um, England and even a bit against Germany he couldn't do it against Spain because they yeah. were hurrying him and so every time Balotelli did get the ball and I and I and I felt for him a bit because it was obviously slim um, slim picking exactly mm. I, I, you know he did have a go and I thought fair play to your pal actually you know he's 25 yards out of goal he thinks mm. come on I'll have this you know yeah. someone's and got to do something exactly and I thought that was perhaps one of the only ways they were going to get a bit of joy as I say Di Natale did have a couple of opportunities so I, I thought he did okay but I, th- I, I think, think in the, the d- circumstances I think he did all he could yeah yes. But the dinner tally thing, I think, you know, you're already 2 0 down, you've come off the bench, it's difficult to get into the game. A mm. um, lot more pressure on you because the ma- lack of time you're given by Spain. Yeah. It's a different ball game to coming on in the first game or whatever, you know, knowing there's a lot of the tournament in front of you. So that was probably the difference. I thought, I mean, speaking on, on your Lawrenson thing, yeah. so that's one good point Lawrenson made in three and a half <laughs> with you. We're giving him one good point. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not it, of averages. It's not a bad return for your life. He's, he's watching the best team ever. Yeah. And he still <laughs> can't enjoy Doesn't himself. No. He's in a beautiful city like yeah. Kiev. Yeah. It's the final of the Euros. No. Yeah. Doesn't Do like I, football, does he? Right, let's get this done. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> can we start? Can we finish? He spent the last 10 minutes talking about how he won money on Torres being the top scorer. <laughs> Seriously, though, he sounds like a man who just doesn't like football anymore. Mm. Just bored of it. Just bored of watching it, bored of talking about it, bored of thinking about it. It, remi- yeah. it reminds me of an old person. One of those, and, and most old people are, are awesome. I like old people, but some, some of them, <laughs> some of them are really are bitter awesome. that they're not young anymore. Yeah. And he had this sort of air of a bloke sitting on the front lawn of an old people's home just shouting obscenities no, at young better in my uh, Young lovers, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> did, did you see when he Balotelli? He said something, and he went, "Oh, well, that's pot and kettle, etc." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That my favourite one was Alan Shearer after the game. Going, this Spanish team have had a lot of sex uh, su- success. Uh, <laughs> They probably have both. both on, <laughs> yeah, right their kids both running counts, around yeah. the pitch. I think they probably have. Yeah, yeah. there's the proof. Yeah, um, a lot of people moaned about Spain not starting a striker in, in uh, a number of the games. Well, it was their man who ended the Golden Boot winner, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Torres. He, ha- he had to get a goal and an assist, didn't he? Which seems very unlikely, but he so calmly well, did. Uh, funny enough, when he um, cut that back to Juan Mata, who played four minutes of the tournament and gets a goal <laughs> in the final, yeah. um, and uh, the, the Chelsea link. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought to myself, oh, you should have put it in, man. Yeah. You're the one top scorer, and yeah. and funnily enough, that act still got him. It's like Spain. Bit. Spain. It's almost like you expect, and rightly so, to say, "You're moaning about us not playing a striker, but one of our strikers is still top scorer." Yeah. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Look at your own lot. Yeah, come back to us when you've sorted your own house out. Yeah. The rest of the world. It, yeah. it really is true. You don't want to see us in third gear, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh my goodness! I mean, it, it it is absolute cheek, isn't it? I mean, you're not playing a striker. Uh, uh, uh. Fabregas, best team yeah. ever. Fabregas played a huge role in the first goal, so you yeah, know, obviously it's worth. Fabregas it. is, I think, has been great. Uh, oh, Fabregas will step up to what to Chavi's role. Exactly. Which I Fabregas think and Iniesta will just continue the dominance. Yeah. He's been shuffled around and playing here where he, bit, bits and pieces where he can because he's an adept footballer. But, but, but once Xavi retires, make him better in the long yeah, run. exactly. Once Xavi retires, he'll slot in there. Thiago Alcantara, yeah, you know, he can slot in. I mean, <laughs> Muniain's not even in the squad. It's, I don't think Alcantara is. Thiago. No, he's no, not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, I mean, Navas is only going to get better. Player. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. I mean, there's, there's players coming through at Barcelona every year as well that seem to just be stepping up to it. It's mm. just absolutely well, um, terrifying. Torres' finish was decent. 
they both one got us a hand to it. They? The, the, the Julie Alba goal, he gave him the eyes. It was like Rooney in 2004 against um, Croatia, was it? When he's in on goal and he gives the keeper the eyes and he dives the wrong way and he slots it the other mm. way. Alba did that. It was an English Al- goal. It, it, again. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, Spain. What I love, what I love about Julie Alba's goal is... Is that express pace? That's well, that as well. That's their left back yeah. who who made a run from his own half, thinking I can get on the end of this yeah. because he knows his man's going to slot him. Yeah, and the the touch yeah. was just Burkamp esque, you know. And the finish, he finished like that, and you think that's that's a fullback, you know. Yeah. What in England, a fullback's just not taught that skill. I've never seen a game where I've. N- Known it was over at 2 0 before, yeah, to yeah. that degree. It was yeah. like it just didn't feel like a contest after but, that, but and it was still enjoyable because Spain was so brilliant to watch. But it was just like, okay, yeah, we were we were wrong, this was never going to be tight. This is but when Albert did that away. sort of burst of pace, yeah, and he scored, he went through three men, yeah. And the camera cut to, I think it might have been Benucci, but it may not have been, and he's some sort of some Italian fen- defender. And it was like he was looking like, I mean, what was that? <laughs> what did you want me to do with that? Because he came, he had about 10 yards on him, and he's Steamed past yeah, him. and you, you've got a feel for Buffon as well because yeah. I mean, especially the first one, and it's always very frustrating for a goalkeeper when the goal is is scored in such a way that they can't dive for it or they can't sort yeah. of go for it. You know, or one on one's very frustrating for a keeper. It's like, oh, I've just got no chance. I don't want to take anything away from the goal because it was an excellent goal. You're both right in saying that, but I think a natural left back stops that. I think I think Chiellini got caught of his pants down. Possibly, yeah. I, Possibly. I think that was wasn't the best start. It was a bit of a gamble to play him there anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. And people say he tends to go walk about a little bit when he's playing centre back, but I think centre back's his best position. I think so. Yeah. Well, and, look, and, you look and, at him for Juventus. And yeah. a, a natural left back, would, 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 I think, would stop that. Yeah, indeed. I mean, yeah. I mean, talking about Spain's formation, Del Bosque again. A lot has been made of him playing. Um, Xavi Alonso and Sergio Busquets behind Xavi mm-hmm. whereas in 2008 I think it was it was Senna um, by Xavi so they just had one stopper if you like yeah. and uh, but it, you know they did this in 2010 World Cup they, they started with those three in, in the, the centre yeah in the final sorry yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's worked hasn't it mm. I mean Del Bosque he just must sit there when people criticise him going <laughs> yeah exactly a friend of mine sent me a text during the game that just said Vicente Del Bosque Part man, part walrus, all cop. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't like a cop. He doesn't really like, understand it. He, he but looks I loved like it. he looks like a sort of cop. with a lot of cock. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> Sorry, on, Marcus. He looks like a sort of cop who, that, that in one of those films where Euro 2012 was like his last job. He's like mm. a week away from retirement. He's like, I'm too old for this. Yeah, shit. But all right, I'll do it. I want more job. <laughs> he's just too brilliant to do anything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they yeah. need him too much. <laughs> um, but you know, Del Bosco was looking at his first job was at Real Madrid B in 19. 19- 87 so you know he's an older chap yeah and so he you know the vast majority of his managerial reign he's played with strikers yeah. this whole sort of tiki-taka business is still relatively new in, 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 in the Spanish game I mean it was sort of early 90s where the coaching revolution happened so so for, you know for an older guy who's been in the game for so many years has won Champions Leagues and all the rest of it, for him to adapt his philosophy mm. adapt his formations and move with the times he has to take so much credit but the players make it easier for him of though. course they do but, the, but, but yeah but if that manager you know if he, if he was a bit more rigid mm. and, and so on and so forth mm. if you know, let them express themselves in well the we've seen Capello do that he always liked a sort of a 4-4-2 and a and this and a that, um, Del Bosque has, has has let this um, fluidity just run wild on the pitch, but in, in a structured way, if you know what I mean. Mm. He has to take great credit for that, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, he takes great credit as being you know a manager who now has won pretty much everything there is to win. So, I mean, he's won the World Cup, he's won the European Championship, he's won the Champions League. 
you know, he, he can he can sleep very easy at night. You know, mm. but all I'm saying is, you know, he's got very very good players who all subscribe wholeheartedly to his system and subscribe. I know it's changed slightly since Aragonés, but they subscribed to that system born out of Barcelona and born out of Aragonés of Spain, and he's inherited you know a decent profit for players. You know, what I mean, mm. when when you said earlier about what's the best way of, t- of combating Spain and do, does everyone take on this sort of ticky tacky mantle? There's no way England could do that. There's, no, no, there's probably only a handful of teams that could do that. Germany, perhaps. Holland, no, but, Germany, Brazil, probably. No, but you yeah. can't do that. You have to. You have to coach it for years and years mm. and years. Yeah, they're only. They, they, they did this in like the early nineties, I say, and now they're they're reaping the rewards. Mm. It takes that that kind of long, you mm. know. Well, yeah, no, you do. Luke and I were talking about this earlier as well. You do get people angry, sort of. St- Cab drivers phoning in six oh six mainly going. Oh, they always talk about revolutionising the youth setup in England. They say they did it a couple of years ago. We're rubbish again. It doesn't take two years, yeah, does it? Yeah. It's, like, it's not. It's not about making Jack Rodwell and Jack Wilshire better. No. It's about making people who are sperm now better <laughs> in the future. Well, the other, the other, the other sort of. If example, indeed they have really implemented. Well, that remains to be seen, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about the, the thing in the early nineties. I mean, Germany did it at the turn of the century, didn't yeah. they? So it's taken them pretty much, and they, they haven't won anything again. Yeah, I mean, Germany's been a bit quicker. Yeah, but they still. But they've. But Germany are a very young side, aren't they? So they've been fast tracked. Yeah. yeah, but Spain are a young side. I mean, you know, four years ago at the World Cup, but yeah, they have been fast tracked. Two years at the World Cup. Hmm? Uh, sorry, uh, four years at the previous European Championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in '08. In but one thing I love about this Spanish squad is that they all love it. Yeah, they yeah. are all in it together. From from the players who start to the subs to the staff, they're all in it together. There's not. I mean, Juan Mata played a few minutes of the tournament. Yeah. You know, Got scores. He doesn't turn around and do a Balotelli going now. Oh, yeah, you yeah. see that? That was what yeah, it, yeah. he loves it. Yeah. He's, it's like he's, you know, been playing throughout the game. Um, Lorente at the end runs on the pitch and is celebrating. Now he'd be. You know, understandably, a little bit annoyed because Torres and Negredo have played, and he hasn't. Yeah. He's, out, he's had much better seasons. Well, not much better than Negredo, but he's certainly had better seasons, I would argue. Um, and Pepe Reina is the ultimate Spanish fan. Yeah, he's yeah. like their hype man. He is. <laughs> it's glorious. I mean, you think about England's, he's their flavour flag. Yeah. He is. He really is. Think about England's goalkeepers. How many England goalkeepers? I don't want to be number two. I don't want to be number three. Ben Foster didn't even watch it. Exactly. Pepe Reina can't get enough of it. Yeah. He is the ultimate fan. But winning breeds that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But, but how is that different than John Terry taking all the plaudits? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no. Of course, it's different because uh, no, he's, John he's, Terry's he's, taken it all for himself. Isn't no, he because John Terry's yeah. stripped off to the kit and uh, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Whereas Reina and all the subs have ran on because that's what you do as a team. Yeah. But um, but Victor Valdez is playing second fiddle to his great rival. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, play for great rival clubs, and, and Valdez is loving it. Yeah. No, it's great to see. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, and so that kind of you know, it's all about Spain winning. Yeah. And it doesn't. You can imagine them all in the room together saying, "It's all about the country winning." And whichever one of us gets picked and scores the win goal, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's all about the country winning. Do you think they saw Rafa Nadal get smashed out of Wimbledon by a relative unknown? And thought, "Whoa, hang on, yeah, Spain can't, can't be losing things." No. <laughs> maybe that's what gave them the extra motivation to just smash. I know them that um, Nadal's but went into his football, so maybe yeah, they're, he's they're a huge pals. Isn't he? Um, Miguel Angel Nadal is his uncle. Isn't yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Big Real Madrid fan, I think the Dallas is. Did you see? Um, did you see the, um, how emotional the Italian players were at the end? Like, yeah, it's probably yeah. south of them. Pirlo, Pirlo, and Buffon and Bonucci. Well, Pirlo kind of knows that's probably his, 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 his last yeah. go. Yeah, well, maybe the next World Cup. Well, he has won a he's World, World Cup. Plenty of silverware. Otherwise, there's a bit where Balotelli was sort of just laying down. I think during the game, I think he'd just been tackled or he's on the floor for some reason. He looked really sad. 
and then in, his expression just seemed to say, oh, whatever. <laughs> Did you see him storm off at the end? Yeah, but he stormed Ma- back on. Yeah, but no, I wasn't storming. He was called in for a drugs test. Is that much was made of that. He's calling for drug tests. It's, it's an easy story, isn't it? It's Balotelli. just like, oh, come on. Should he just be like, oh, well, not to worry. I mean, I know you express yeah, I mean, if disappointment. Ever it's fair enough. Yeah, if you ever, I know you can express disappointment in, in, in different ways, but, I, you know, he's frustrated. They've just got tonked by, I, I think, is it a record margin yeah, for a major yeah, final? Yeah. He's going to be pissed off. Two points on that, right? The yeah. way that he was treated by Hansen and Shearer in the studio before oh, was a disgrace. Point. One, they seemed to make out before the game that he didn't really care about football and then when they, at the end of the game they said oh at least he's tried hard today when God. he always tries hard he's, he's yeah. led tell me another 21 year old striker who could lead a line on his own pretty much with Castano dropping deep obviously and scores a brace to knock exactly. out Germany exactly yeah. the much fancy Germany and then really? he storms off after the game because he clearly cares loads about it now I know he's calling for a drugs test which not, was, not much was made, made of that anyway so clearly he does care it means a lot to him so which way around do you want it you can't have it both ways Hansen said before the game that if he scores 10 hat-tricks in the Premier League maybe this season maybe he'll reconsider his uh, uh, his opinion of me is utterly ridiculous. It's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. Hansen's got to grow up there. If there's if there's an f- issue between someone and Mario Balotelli and the person who doesn't have to grow up is Mario Balotelli, <laughs> then you're in trouble. Yeah, Something yeah. is badly wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shearer was the same. I was always saying, oh, he's not really done much at international level. It's like he's 21. It was years worse old. than what that. You done at that time, Jim. It was worse than that. He actually said. Oh, he's never achieved anything in football and then Lineker pushed him on it and he changed it to international football because Lineker, uh, Shiro then realised that Bayate's won three league titles and a Champions League mm. more than what Shiro's done his whole career it's quite, I mean I think we, uh, see sorry Marcus no, no, to right. interrupt but we regularly get annoyed on, on the show about the sort of the seeming lack of knowledge but also indifference to the fact that there's football outside of Europe and I think the BBC well, have just Premier League uh, uh, of, yeah of course that's right. what I mean but I think the, the BBC have sort of had their pants pulled down a little bit by the sheer force of irritation at that because mm. you know people have been really really angry about it and Shearer and Hansen have been the sort of and Lawrenson as well have been the major culprits of that I think Lineker's been fine I think Dixon's alright I, I feel a bit sorry for Lineker in, in a way um mm. And why should I feel sorry for a 51-year-old who looks that good? But, um, <laughs> but it, you know, it's almost like he's not got much to work with. Yeah, and absolutely. as you say, he, he pushed Shearer on that, and that's good. And I, I'm sure he'd probably like to do that more, but it's, it's a bit difficult if you're mates. You don't want to stitch someone up on well, the, it on it the should seven, be. It's, I think it's more of a case of that, you know, they've got a certain amount of time to, to work in. They've got to get a certain amount of things covered. They've got VT and sets to use. It shouldn't be a mate's thing. It should just be a case of well, you, know, true. you yeah, need to do yeah. a job properly. But I mean, there's not always enough time, is there? I read, I read that he Lineker pushed Shearer on that because he was told by producers that he needs to because there's a lot of yeah. public pressure around. There's a lot of public pressure around Lawrence as well. I think there's a real lack of respect for you know for football in general mm. with that sort of attitude. And I think they need to sort it out. You know, they're, they're a public broadcaster. Of course, you know, they've got yeah. to treat the audience with a little more respect. Okay, I understand that you you know you have to uh, you know cater for people that don't really know a lot about what's going on outside the game but you've got to, in that case sort of educate or, or inform or at least you know yeah acknowledge that you know there's stuff outside of England that's brilliant mm. absolutely and it comes not, but not much stuff <laughs> no, come exactly. on it's obviously silly <laughs> um, I yeah uh, let, let me say something mildly potentially controversial would Germany versus Spain been the ideal final no I don't think um in retrospect, no, I think the two best teams in terms of what actually happened in the fu- in the tournament rather than on reputation were, were in the final. Would you go along with that? Mate? Yeah, I mean, Germany, they did well to get out of that group. Obviously, we thought they were going to kick on a gear. I mean, the fact that they only had to play Greece in the quarterfinal didn't really help them because Greece were no match mm. for them, really. Um, we expect them to kick up a, another gear, as I say, against Italy. 
and Italy proved themselves to be the better team. So I mean, Italy deserved to be there. I mean, you can't. It's hard to look back on a tournament. Yeah. I don't. I don't really see where Italy have been lucky to be there. That's the thing. Yeah. If I look back on it in hindsight, I thought, oh, Italy were a bit lucky to be in the final. Say Italy got a lucky last-minute own goal or something, or one on penalties after yeah. being outclassed for 120 minutes, then maybe. But Italy deserved to be in the final. Yeah, yeah fair enough. You know, G- the Germans uh, were criticising their players for not singing the national anthem against Italy in the semi-final. <laughs> it's nice to know it's not just England. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. the German press isn't a million miles away from ours. It's that newspaper build, which is very, lo- very much like the Sun. Yeah. Right, so, now then, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We've come to the moment. It's time. <laughs> it's time to open up the envelope sealed with the shiny and check out how wrong we can be. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, long-term listeners will remember that last time for the World Cup, I predicted uh, England to get to the semi-finals. So yeah. mm. That's the sort of form you can expect. Indeed. Um, the shiny's off. Oh. Hand here we are, out. hand out, hands out. Right, so Pete's not here, so I'll do, shall I do Pete? You read off Pete. So what we'll do is we, uh, you know, we'll go through the categories... Um, one by one, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll go around the room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jim, start us off. Who did you have down for winner? Germany. Oh. Okay, incorrect. Incorrect. Luke, who did you have down? Spain. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. One nil to big Lukey Moore. Yeah. What have you gone? <laughs> I appear to have spelt Spain correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm g- <laughs> I thought everyone's going to go. He's squirming. He's <laughs> squirming. Literally squirming. Everyone, I, th- I thought everyone's going to have Spain or Germany. And I was watching, and I've enjoyed Press Pass on, on ESPN over Just the get on with it. And I was listening to Big Shaka Hislop. <laughs> oh, that's your first mistake. And he can. <laughs> I genuinely, I really. Holland. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh no it. it's the first big bollock that's been oh, dropped no. <laughs> not the last <laughs> I thought I went on a punt I listened to Big Shacker and apparently he, later on I found during the tournament that he has this curse whenever he says a team's going to win oh. they lose dr- dramatically so so, um, um, so I picked the team that um, only Ireland had a worse record <laughs> um, Pete went for Germany as well okay so so I'm so, the only person to get one right there okay top scorer Jim Robin Van Persie uh, well he got one he got one he got one yeah. Luke uh, Robin Van Persie Okay you got one <laughs> <laughs> Karen Benzema Oh, oh You were an absolute shocker here There are testicles all over the studio floor <laughs> I love the way both of them We spend the whole season trying to build up our reputation As <laughs> yeah. sort, of, sort of serious decent sort of football people Down at Cards the House of Cards oh, Right yeah. uh, Pete's gone for Huntelaar Which is only just about as worse as Benzema <laughs> yeah. At least Huntelaar wasn't starting every game Yeah And he never played as many games So again yeah. I've come off worse yeah. Dark Horse Jim I went for France, whereas in something else I wrote, I picked Italy. Why didn't I just do that again? Yeah. Why didn't I have the courage well, yeah, but of my against conviction? For winner, I didn't go for Holland and something else. But yeah, I suppose so dark horses are kind of. Um, it's not France, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went for Poland, but who are, I think we're a bit unlucky to get out. No, first, no, round, no, first round, rubbish. first oh, round, fine. I went for Italy. Oh, did you? Oh, so a bit of respectability <laughs> needed. A bit of pride yeah. restored. Yeah. Pick up my new nuts. Gordon um, Bennett. And right. Pete went for France, so that's another shock of no, me. No, no. <laughs> a mare there. Well, they got the quarterfinals. It was not that bad. Yeah. Not a dark horse. Um, so, yeah. So now we came up on, on top there. England. Um, the, the only thing I wanted to say, by the yeah. way, just before you move on, is I'm not sure you can have France written as a dark horse. No. No, I'm not counting that. No, good. You should, well, they're not dark horses anyway. They're well, big nations. No, no, no. no, no nobody well. backed them to win. You said that about yeah, I don't. I disagree with that. Anyway, I'm not going to say right. that because if France had won, it would have been a surprise. Now, next yeah, category: England will reach the quarterfinals. Correct, well done, Jim. Luke, quarterfinals, and I had quarterfinals as well. 
Peter. At group stages. <laughs> oh, <laughs> laughing at Pete when he's not here is almost as good as laughing at him when he is here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a good substitute. Yeah. Um, total cards. What was the total cards? The official total cards for the entire tournament was 126, 126. both yellow and red. Jim, what <laughs> you got? I went for 85. I'm not sure what my... Uh, uh, a little bit low, Luke. Time. 130. Very close. Not Ooh. bad, four out. I went for 100. Okay. Pete's gone for 36. <laughs> I'm not making this up either. <laughs> Is he trying to make us laugh? I'll take a photo of this and put it on Twitter later. So oh Pete, Pete was 90 out. <laughs> dear That's dear. more than my whole prediction out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jim. Uh, the, oh, the total goals. Total goals. I went for 91. 91. And what was it? The total, oh, sorry. The total amount of goals was 76. Well, 91. Not too I was bad. expecting this to be more hammerings than there were. Luke? 72. Ooh, Four out close. again. I went for 90. So closer than Jim. <laughs> uh, Pete. Pete's gone for 43. <laughs> know what we were you know making predictions for <laughs> um, I can see on this red pen he's crossed out 37 <laughs> oh. he was not looking forward to this tournament was he he did not have high hopes he was predicting like one goal a game <laughs> why did he cross out there not that, no, no, it's stupid. It's too low. <laughs> There'll be about six more. <laughs> oh, poor old Pete, brilliant. Poor old Pete. So I think you got the best of that, Luke. Yeah, four out on the cards, four out on the goals, and two right overall. Yeah, yeah. Bad, is it? Well, yes, I got two right overall. I mean, I had a shocking start and I ended well. <laughs> I got, I got Dark Horse and England will reach. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, Dark Horse, Italy's the ultimate Dark Horse answer there. Yeah. So, uh, well, between us. We did okay. I did better in the World Cup, which is all I care about, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we are. There we are. Right then. Well, let's look back um, uh, briefly over the tournament, which was a great tournament. Yeah, it was. It, it really was, was. It was brilliant, and it was hosted very well, despite um, yeah. Panorama's yeah. best efforts. It was hosted very well. Our experiences of being out there were very positive, and, and, the, and the experiences we got from watching on television were too. I, th- I think that um, it goes to show you that I mean, that's two Euros in a row. We've had a really good time yeah. of it, and it's a real shame it's going to be bumped up to twenty four mm. now because I think that's going to lower the quality of it. I well, really do. Yeah, I, I think so. But you never know. You never know what UEFA can. <laughs> it's it's up. just. It seems unlikely that it will be better for having worse teams in it, though. Mm. It's in France next time round. Yeah. It? Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, straight from the off, I thought the opening game was great. One all. Yeah. Uh, sending off penalty miss. Mm. Yeah. That kind of oh, set the tone. Those really. heady days of like three weeks ago. And, and it does feel like ages ago, yeah. doesn't it? That yeah. game. It's like, like a whole season condenses. Like yeah, a it really is. Yeah. Russia won a game four-one. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Alan Jagoyev, Russian yeah. called Alan. Big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the games of the tournament, uh, England Sweden. We obviously get to, got to go and visit as well. Uh, yeah. I think that's obviously a highlight for us. Yeah. I think it? my my highlight was our second celebration of Danny Welbeck's goal when we realised he'd meant it. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was beautiful. That, that was that, the that thing was about the England Sweden goal was a game was it was a typical game between two sort of average teams where it's like the quality was so poor that anything can happen here. It's a little bit pinball. But that's and that's England standard isn't it mm. you know the, the, sort of the Swedes and Ukrainians you know mm. um, but what about some of the goals I, I I think Big Andy Carroll's header is up there it's a beauty I, I think that, that you know the other two goals in that game are actually better than that 
the other two Walcott. England girls. Yeah. Oh, no, Walcott's it very lucky. In. It's a swinger. It fl- it, flew in. It did fly. It literally, in. literally flew in. Floated. <laughs> flew. All right. Well, we could we, go on all day. Really <laughs> yeah. I, I, repeating the same word. I thought it was more aesthetically pleasing. The goal that really sticks in my mind was the Sylvester Varela goal against Denmark to win it a few really? minutes from the end. The air, air shot, shot to control it and yeah. then rifled it in. Yeah, and that, that was one of the games of the tournament yeah, as well. Yeah, that was probably yeah. the game of the tournament for me. Do you think so? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, right up. Blaszczykowski's goal as well. Um, it was absolutely. Oh, I think he scored that on behalf of an entire nation. Yeah, oh, that was, was. yeah, yeah, against uh, Russia was it? Yes. one all. That yeah. was glorious finish. Glorious. I tell you what, though, Italy Germany was one of the games of the tournament. As yeah, well. I think that, that was, was probably good. my favourite game. I think because that was quite a surprise, wasn't it? Mm. You didn't expect that to happen. Um, Zlatan. Yeah, yeah. Zlatan got in like a lot of people's team of the tournament. Only um, and, right, and I'm not arguing with that, but a guy who went out in the group stage just showed how yeah. well he performed. Yeah, he's, I think he's the third top scorer in Euros history now. Really, with six goals. Yeah. Yeah, he scored a great one against. Never France. done it on a big stage, though. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. He's, he's still waiting for that. Um, what a goal against France! He's. Oh, that was a beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, and Balotelli second in the semi final. Yeah. yeah, was was the the big thumping top corner that we were waiting for. Yeah, um, and only two nil nils in the tournament. Yeah, we had to wait all the way through to the quarterfinals to get a nil-nil, which is amazing. Thank you, England. To get a nothing and nothing good as well. Ireland's fans. Let's patronise. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, but it, w- it was a fantastic tournament, and and to be there, as you say, was brilliant. And, and I thought you summed it up quite nicely, Jim. When we didn't visit Kiev, we visited Euro 2012. Really, I'm sure any any fan that listens to the show that has been to a major tournament would agree with that as well. Like, and the World Cup felt a little bit like that, but we weren't there during the group stage as well. Mm. So it felt that the, the the presence of it was less, even though it was still absolutely everywhere. But where we were in Kiev, we're right in the middle of it, it, right by the fan parks. Just football was absolutely everywhere, and it was great. It was it was and it, it was, was well a, appreciated. It, it was like a car. Carnival of football, and it was it was really really well put together, and a, a credit to it. I think you know it's easy to become a little bit disillusioned with football um, because of the way the games go, sort yeah. of the way the money teams are dominating it. But I think this is why this is why football. Euro 2012 has been such a success because mm. it's, it's brought the romance back. It was mm. a really romantic tournament, and that is another reason why I'm really sad that it's the 16 team form, format is going because mm. it might dilute that, and you might not get the oh, quality well, of course that we've had. Because I can't remember. There's not been many bad games. I don't think there's been a single bad game. There are a couple of you know the quarterfinals that are a little more cagey than, mm. than there were in the group stages. But generally, the entertainment was really, really good. But with 24 teams, Scotland might get through, and the magnificent Gorgie boys could be represented. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this summer was really about the, the group stage and the knockout stage were very separate. I mean, the group stages mm. were quite swashbuckling, and the, and 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 the, and, and, and the knockout stage became almost like a little bit more interesting than entertaining for yeah. a bit until we got through to. Uh, well, Germany, Greece was very entertaining, but mm. and the final was very entertaining. <clears throat> but the other games, were, a, lot, a lot of them were quite interesting to watch. Yeah, I know what you mean. Swashbuckling entertainment, you know. But I think that's always going to be but the case. They're, they're the games state. that people, and, and inevitably, you know, um, like with 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 the tennis at the Wimbledon and the Olympics and all, people who don't necessarily watch the sport get involved. Yeah. But they often get involved um, when it is the group stage when it gets a bit tense, and that's when it does get tense, and it's more of a tactical kind of thing and interesting, as you say. And people go, "Oh, this is not that great," you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what do we think of sort of English prognosis then, like sort of going forward? Um, well, uh, Hodgson said it's, this is a long-term job. This is not about Euro 2012. It's about England in the future. Mm. So um, it was interesting. I read um, a, a piece, an interview with Danny Murphy, who, of course, knows Hodgson very well, having played under him at Fulham. And he said he thought Hodgson did the right thing the way they set up at the tournament. You know, you come in quickly. You've not got long with the players. And so you've got to, you've got to have some kind of system. 
and he said, but going forward, you know, England should play a four-three-three. With you've got to have three midfielders, not Rooney dropping deep. You've got to have three mm. midfielders. Gary Neville said that for years, hasn't he? Well? He, he has, yeah. And and he said, you know, Hodgson. Hopefully, this is this is true. He said Hodgson. He's too intelligent. He's too good a coach not to see that. And and he expects Hodgson will will do that in the future. And well, that's, I, that's encouraging because and my, I hope he's right. Because my biggest my biggest fear for England under Hodgson, I think he's the right man. He's progressive enough in terms of the overall three sixty degree view of the whole setup. He cares enough about this sort of coaching side of it to to bring us through. Um, hopefully, a lot more players. But my biggest fear for him is that he's he's and I'll take what Danny Murphy said on board, obviously because he knows him a lot better than I do. But. It's, my biggest fear is that he rigidly sticks to this four four two, and he has yeah. done for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it's going to be difficult because he's been traditionally one of the biggest um, supporters of this sort of English way of playing, which he ex- which he sort of exported to, to Scandinavia very That's early right. on. He needs to. It's very old for him. He's a very old man to be doing that. Yeah. To, mm. to, to, to change his, his philosophy around. Um, well, so Capello did it though. Capello did start to play. Yeah, a different true. system with England. You mm. know, key thing for me as well is um, older players have to go. If they're not, if they're not going to be available for Brazil, don't have them in the squad for the qualifiers mm. because you know I think we we do have quality enough to get through the qualifying process without sort of the older heads. But I just think what's the point? You know, you got to give these players that we're going to hope hope to step up in Brazil the platform to then get comfortable within the setup, get to know what international football is all about. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think, and also just to, to extend sort of expand on that slightly, it's no coincidence that um, the other big well the teams that are uh, big achievers in in Europe. Germany, Spain, Italy, you know, they're not afraid to Prandley's completely overhauled how Italy have played. He's he's brought mm. young players through, he's had a fresh start for everyone. Um Germany have brought through so many young players. You know, that I mean closer will be off now and Gomez is still young enough and they're bringing young players through all the time. And Spain is, uh, they've got a, a young it's a production young, line. Yeah, and, and Spain also by the way, the, the thing, the thing that ties into this is that Del Bosque is not afraid to to bring off Xavi if he needs to or bring off yeah, yeah whoever, well, that's know. right and 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 that's that's the key thing you've got as you touched on earlier Marcus it's all about how how Spain do it's not about how these players do so he'll bring Xavi off if he's not being effective we'll bring a big player off or we won't play Llorente you know do you know what I mean he won't start <laughs> yeah, with Torres he doesn't totally need am. to so th- that all ties in together in, t- in terms of an overall philosophy I think but you're absolutely right. The changing of the guards got to happen now. Mm. It's, it's, it's funny for Gerald because he had a good tournament, you know. But yeah, I think yeah, even he would concede it. It'll be beyond him in 2014. Yeah. Um, Terry will have to go. Ferdinand looks like he may have Terry would have to go. I mean, Terry was great, and he's how he old was he? Thirty-one. But yeah. I mean, he's not getting any quicker, is he? And it's becoming increasingly apparent. I know he did have a good tournament, but it's the balls over the top of him are the worry. True, he's but very if, slow on the but turn. But if that's he plays, but if he plays with another quick centre back, but again, that's straight away. That's an austerity measure. And is he a team player, Marcus? What you just said earlier is the most important thing is the team needs to work together. I mean, is Terry, Terry, I mean, it's a miracle in itself, itself that Hodge has managed to keep Terry quiet for the whole tournament. I mean, Terry's normally shooting off his mouth all the time. So, yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe to that end, he has improved him. But, I mean, is Terry, I mean, look at what he did in the World Cup 2010. You know, I mean, <laughs> the mutiny he tried to sort of, sort mm. of spark off was, was, was scandalous. Well, credit really. to Terry for not doing that, as loath as we yeah. all are to give credit to, t- to <laughs> Terry. Credit for, for being a normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Gary Cahill um, looks like he's going to be a top performer for England. You know, the, if you have Terry going into the, that Brazil setup, it's just taking away someone else's chance and it's mm. taking away um, Carol, Carol, more uh, mobility, more just. Cahill's like thinking. his natural successor, isn't yeah, he? Absolutely. He seems to be a similar sort of player to mm. him, you know. So, yeah, I, I think you've got to usher in new players and you've give, got to give him a chance, you know. Mm. And, I, and I respect Hodgson on a level for saying that he wanted to stick and be faithful to the players that got England there. Mm. I think that's the right and proper thing to do as far as possible. Well, exactly. It's a new start now. But if he'd have done a bit of a 
you know, Vish Boish and tried to come in and gone, right, you know, you're on a bit, you know, get out, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I think it would have unsettled the camp. I think it would have pissed yeah. people off, and you can't have that. But yeah. also, it's a bit of a different situation from that, because look at the difference between this squad and the squad at the World Cup 2010. You know, it's hugely different. Capello did still do his own overhaul, but yeah. it was a lot more gradual than Vish Boish's uh, supposed attempts to do that. But I'm Chelsea saying it's, but if Hodgson... it's, it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Mm. I mean, for as much as England can possibly do, as we as we know, England need a youth set up overhaul. It's apparently happening. It's not going to happen for a generation. Mm. We're not going to win anything until that happens. Let's be realistic. It's mm. just we've seen what the standard is. You know, with, with what Spain do, we can't do that. We're, we're beyond that. It isn't even beyond a, us. It, I agree with you. It isn't even a case of we're not ever going to win anything. It's a case of that we could potentially fluke a European Championships like Greece did. But I don't even know if that's the thing you should be doing anyway. You should well, be building no, I, a legacy. I, I you should be building it's a bit harsh on Greece as well. They obviously, you know, they set up with a very, very specific plan. But it was not a, a sustainable plan. But what I mean is, if England were ever going to win anything, it would be in that way. It wouldn't yeah. be in a Spain legacy sort of long but I think, way, you know. But I, th- I think, you know, realistically, if England can get the coaching methods in, like we've banged on about and a lot of other people have, you know, you, you know get a team, get a bit of more fluid formation you can turn up at a tournament and play well mm. and perhaps avoid you know maybe Spain play Germany and they go out and England you don't have to play them or you get lucky on the day you only have to fluke one match mm. or maybe you know maybe two or something you know a big problem as well is it's not just the coaching but the coaches we have a real lack of them well, there's right, a really yeah. really small amount of coaches in England compared to in Germany and Spain and everywhere else and that's another thing that has to change and it's a difficult one to, to implement really because obviously people need to be going for the jobs and the, the opportunities need to be there so that's something else the FA needs Look at mm-hmm. so hit the front man <laughs> in 2014, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is what we're saying. Uh, let's finish off with just a couple of favorite moments, doesn't have to be gold moments from the tournament. Uh, but I'll tell you, the semi final was a big moment, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Di Natale yeah, against Spain, the only goal was nice. Um, can I throw it out there again? Neuer's diving header, yeah, <laughs> that was oh, Pirlo's Panenka penalty, yeah, against and Ramos, Ramos, yeah, yeah. I liked uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's like boob squeezing celebration that yeah. was, seemed to be overlooked oh in the quarterfinal against Czech Republic yes. we, had, we had enough moments to really hang our hat on this one oh, I think we've been really spoiled we actually. could go on for, we could do a whole show yeah oh but we won't because right. we've got to leave you we've got to love you and leave you uh, for a few weeks we'll be back on the 15th of August because uh, Euro 2012 is over mm. um, but the season will start again it'd be very hard to do that show on the 15th of August talking about the Community Shield and the Football League after this no disrespect yeah. to those competitions yeah. but it's a bit of a come down <laughs> I'm speaking as a fan of a League One club yeah. Yeah, so don't, don't uh, have a go at me for that no one's going to have a go at you for that so yes we are back on the 15th of August uh, but there is plenty of stuff on the website mm. ladies and gentlemen yeah the website will be completely active and loads of cool things to look at and read and do completely through the summer so don't, um, don't neglect it because we certainly won't be yeah, exactly. And that's the footballramble.com, obviously. And again, and, and one of my personal highlights of the summer was seeing where FC start playing. Yeah. yeah. Or played. Um, where really they played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where well, well, they played. Yeah. So the, the video's on the website. Make sure yeah. you check that out. Jim, uh, you've yes. got some Edinburgh Are you not going to be here for the 15th of August? Uh, I, I won't be, no. I'll be up in Scotland. Um, I am obviously going up to the Edinburgh Festival this year. I have four more previews left in London if you do want to come down. Luke came down to one the other week. Thank you very much for that, Luke. It Appreciate it. It was definitely was an above average night. <laughs> <laughs> an excellent time. Okay. Well, it was excellent. Well, he's improved. Yeah. <laughs> get, your, get your listening caps on because uh, the next one is on the 8th of July. That is at the Leicester Square Theatre with Thomas Nelstrop. One after that is the 15th of July. That is at the 
the Pembroke Castle in Chalk Farm. That is with TV's Josh Widdicombe. Uh, that is starting early. That is starting at 6 o'clock if you want to come down. After that is the 20th of July. That is at the uh, Regent, which is in uh, North London. That's with Jay Foreman. And the final one before I go to Edinburgh is the 25th of July, Queen's Head Piccadilly Circus. That is with Nish Kumar. All of those are free. And tickets for the actual Edinburgh show, if you go into the Fringe, are available at underbelly.co.uk. Thank you for listening. I've been speaking for ages. Mm. Hasn't he just? Um, uh, that's it, boys. Um, so, if you, of course, if you want to get in touch with us uh, over the summer, for whatever reason, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and, of course, the website, thefootballramble.com, which we just spoke about. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. See you on the 15th of August. Thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.